not even just the entrepreneurial industry, just in general, I think that vulnerability, a lot of people see it as like weakness. They see it as they're bothering someone. That's when I hear, that's the one I hear a lot. I'm a burden to somebody if I tell them, or I already know this friend is going through this. I don't want to overwhelm her with my stuff. And there's just all these stories that we make up in our minds about why we won't help ourselves. You know, and it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it, like you're making up a story so that you can't help yourself. Like, how does this compute? And it doesn't. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 60 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Let me ask you something. Do you feel yourself playing small and leaving your true ambitions on the back burner? And maybe you're still surrounded by people who suck the fuel from your fire instead of a cheer squad that fans your flames. And let me also ask you this. What if you could view uncertainty and resistance as gifts for the ambitious women? Yes, gifts. And leave negative thoughts and limiting beliefs in the dust. If you're nodding your head like me and like, um, yes, Marie, duh, I want all of those things and I so relate, then you're going to love today's guest as much as I do because she is seriously one of the most incredible women I have ever met. Today, we have the amazing Topsy Vandenbosch, who is a licensed master social worker and mental health therapist, plus mindset coach for female entrepreneurs. She empowers rising female bosses and discovering freedom from negative thoughts and beliefs that prevents them from performing at their highest level, both in their career and their personal lives. And while Topsy specializes in working with ambitious women who are entrepreneurs or career-focused women, I know that her message today is going to resonate with every single woman who tunes in to the show. Topsy is basically a real-life fairy godmother for all the grown-up female entrepreneurs and career-driven women who are navigating physical and mental barriers because the struggle can be real. Am I right? So If you're ready to see the storms in your life as path-clearing opportunities for growth, then turn up the volume while you commute, do chores, work out, or whatever the heck you're currently doing because this episode is going to be a good one, my friends. This topic could not be more timely because my group mentorship program, the Move Nurse Shine Collective, focuses a ton on mindset, overcoming limiting beliefs, and becoming your most confident self. And guys, we are officially open for fall enrollment as of today, August 20th, and I am over the moon. In case you haven't heard of it before, Move Nurse Shine is my signature program that gives you all of the tools, support, and community that you need to start living a healthy balanced life that makes you feel amazing in your body. It's eight weeks of learning how to move and nourish your body from a place of self-love. And by the end of our time together, you will have three workout programs, three nutrition strategies, and eight weeks of mindset and confidence workshops, plus group calls and access to me under your belt so that you can finally master living a balanced lifestyle and stop starting over again, because we all know that that shit gets exhausting. Am I right? So if you are ready to level up your mindset and build rock solid confidence, then you definitely want to apply ASAP at movenourishshine.com. We start on September 9th, which is coming right up and our spots are limited. So learn more about the program and submit your own application as soon as possible. Again, that's movenourishshine.com. And I can't wait to see you in our shine tribe. Hello, Topsy. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. What's up, girl? I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited. You guys are going to freaking love Topsy. Topsy and I met at a business retreat a few weeks ago, and it was like an instant connection. Both of us kind Mm -hmm. of 
um, like knew of each other, but I don't think either of us anticipated like how much we would vibe, right? No, like not at all. Like I, I remember kind of looking at you like she seems standoffish. So that just means that she's super dope. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. I did that so much. You're like, I thought that you were going to be mean or like I was intimidated by you. And I, I swear it's like I have resting bitch face and I'm like actually shy. Like it's because I always need a little time to like warm up to a new situation and like get my bearings around new people. So I don't just like jump right in. No. Yeah. And so then people think that I'm standoffish, but it's really not that I'm just like, I just need to get comfortable. Hold on. That's it. Y'all like Marie is like the bee's knees, like in person, Aww. like she's amazing. I just, I just adored you. And I'm so happy that we connected. I knew I would like you, but then I really, really liked you once we started talking and I was like, yeah. Yeah, she reminds me like your personality reminds me of my hubby because he's the same way. And that's what I love about him is that he doesn't just like jump in and just start running his mouth like I do. (laughs) So I really appreciate and admire that in other people because I'm not that way. So it's just it's just super awesome to me. So I think you're great. It works both ways for sure. It does. Yeah, I love you. So I'm super excited to introduce you to my people and let them get to know you. So first, I love to kind of just warm up with a couple of rapid fire questions to help people get to know you. So number one, what is one great book that you've recently read um, or a great movie or show that you're currently loving or all of the above? Oh, this is good, girl. Um, So a good book. Um I feel there's this fiction book. I've been really into fiction. I've been putting a hold on, I've been holding off on reading like a lot of self-development. I'm sure a lot of the people listening to this podcast can feel me on that. Um, I think self-development is great, excuse me, in its seasons, but I think that I just got overwhelmed with a lot of the different messaging that I was getting from all the different books. So I just was like, you know what? Like everything can't be all like serious, like all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just going to go back to reading fiction. So I've been reading this book. I read this book. I finished it the other week called My Husband's Wife. And it's it's juicy y'all it is Mm. so juicy it's like the title leaves so much like so many possibilities because i'm like ooh, what is this this is tea like is this polygamy (laughs) is this like what is this about was is there cheating you know so um i i love the book so that's that's been one of my top favorites as of late okay amazing i totally agree with you i think it's great to mix in some fiction like and, and go through seasons where you're not constantly just pushing yourself to like expand and grow and yes. up level because you need, uh, you need seasons to like process and integrate the stuff that you're learning instead of just like shoving more and more information before it can like even sink in, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I yeah. think that it can also contribute to um, a lot of consumption and not enough creation. So mm-hmm. what is, I can't remember the saying, but it's like, consumption without integration equals frustration or yes. something? Yes, I feel like yeah. it's something like that. And I feel like um, Kayla Craft, who was on your pod a while back, um, she, Mommy Millionaire, I feel mm-hmm. like she, she was on last week, actually. Yeah. Was it last week? Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it back back. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was listening to it last night. So I like, uh, yeah, I think, so I think I really liked what she said about, um, I'm awful at quoting people. I am like notorious for like misquoting. <laughs> so I'm not going to try, but she had her own um, little spiel about um, creation. Oh, tolerate or create. That was yes, good. Yes. That was some tea. I was like, oh my gosh, he spilled it. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, you guys go back and listen to that episode as well once you finish up with us. But um, Topsy, I want you to like tell your story. I want you to explain how you found your passion for people and what your journey to being um, a therapist and a coach and everything that you are today. Yeah. So um, I am um, first generation Nigerian American. Um, I was born in Nigeria, came here when I was really young. I'm not fluent, but I understand it more than I speak it. Um, My family didn't want for me to deal with um, what they experienced just with people's ignorance about accents Mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, And so um, 
that is the family that I grew up in. Both of my parents, they were in the um, in the field of just helping people in general. My dad is in academia. He is, um, I believe he is vice provost at Spelman College, um, and historically black college in Atlanta, um, women's college. And um, my mom is a social worker. So um, I just, I grew up be having like a very keen sense um, about the world and what people go through and different struggles that people have. And I've always been like an empathetic soul. I think I'm, mm-hmm. I know I'm an empath. And so um, I thought I was going to go to college and do the, um, what a lot of immigrants are told to do, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. Um, and um, my parents were actually super, super supportive and just wanted for me to be happy. And I got terrible grades um, in my business classes. And so they sat me down and they were like, yeah, no, this isn't working. And what about social work? And so I decided to go into social work. So I got my bachelor's in social work and then I went on to get my master's in clinical social work because I knew that my ultimate goal was to own my private practice and work with people. I just wasn't quite sure what that journey would look like. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I did. And so I've worked with everyone under the sun. I've been a therapist for the past eight years and I've worked with individuals in the criminal justice system. I've worked in the prison. Um, I've worked uh, in outpatient individual therapy with like doing marriage therapy and I've worked with kids and I've worked in a substance abuse residential treatment center and I've worked with, you know, survivors of domestic violence and I've literally I've worked with everyone and then yeah. And I, I've worked with everybody. I've worked with individuals struggling with like severe to persistent mental illnesses, such as schizophrenia, bipolar, um, those. And so I felt like I had, I've done a lot of it, or if not most of it, I have my school social worker certification. Um, I'm a certified substance abuse counselor. So I just felt like I have a lot under my belt and this could be better used in working for myself. That way I can niche down and really help the people through my years, in my years of being in the field, the people that I know that I'm ultimately meant to serve, which is ambitious, career-focused women and female entrepreneurs who are struggling with depression and anxiety. So that is my niche in my private Mm. practice. And I've been in private practice now since, I believe, 2016. So summer, 2016. So I own my own business. Yeah. So it's been great. Yeah. So you do your private practice and you see people like in person and then you also do coaching. Yeah. So what is, what's kind of the difference between like being a therapist and being a coach? Yeah. So, um, and being a therapist, um, I believe like one of the main differences is that we determine whether there's like a certain pathology or, um, a certain like family history, whether it's like, um, biological or environmental um, reason for an illness or a um, disorder, um, whether Mm -hmm. it's disordered thinking, whether it's a mood issue. Um, So we kind of look at illnesses and diagnoses of pathology just to clinically treat our patient. And so we might work in conjunction with a a doctor and there might need to be, or a psychiatrist. So there might need to be medications involved to help restore um, or to balance out the the chemical imbalance, um, if there is one present. And so therapists look at what could be wrong. I guess that's the, probably the better way to say it. We're looking for diagnosable, diagnosable issues. So Mm -hmm. if I cannot diagnose a client because I work with insurance companies in my private practice, and if I can't diagnose a client, then I'm not able to work with them because Mm. they need to meet, they need to meet a certain diagnosis. They need to at least meet something in order for me to provide therapy. It's not that I don't want to, it's just that it just needs to be a clinical diagnosis for it. There needs to be Mm -hmm. something established, a pattern of behavior, a pattern of mood, a pattern of thought that kind of indicates that there's something more going on here, um, Mm -hmm. rather just than a situational thing. Um, With coaching, um, coaches, um, just from the work that I've done and the work that I've seen, and just knowing that coaches work from the here and now, and we don't really dig in deep to the pathology of like, why and what could be influencing this? Is it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, is it, you know, is it a family history of like, you know, diabetes, obesity, we're not looking for pathologies, we're looking at what's going on, what are your life goals? How can we move towards your goals? What are the concrete steps to move towards your goals? So coaches are not there to diagnose or 
or treat an issue. Right. Um, so I think that that we, you know, I assume that the client that's coming to me is objectively healthy and they are working with their therapist if they have one on those types of issues that are more deep seated. Mm-hmm. And I'm working with, um, the other stuff, you know, the worries, the confidence issues, that type of stuff and moving forward and giving on concrete steps of how to move forward and, um, you know, help you live, a even an, a more healthier life. So I'm mm-hmm. very strict about those boundaries. And I think, um, it's something that I think a lot of coaches need to educate themselves on. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why I asked you because that's something that I'm really firm on as well. Like I really screen anyone that I work with and make sure that like, if they do have any underlying like illnesses or yeah. issues that they are working with the appropriate person, because it's just like, you gotta stay in your own lane, you know? Yeah, so, yep. um, especially like with, I do health and fitness stuff, like yep. anyone that has like an eating disorder or, or a physical illness, like that's, that's not in my lane. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I agree that that's definitely something that should be talked about more, the difference between, um, I guess, therapists or medical professionals yes. and a coach because they're not the same thing. And you, you provide a very different container and different approach depending on like what role you're in, but you can do both. So you have an extra cool perspective. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I think another major difference is I know that right now, um, coaching industry isn't regulated. And so you don't have to have anything, right? right? I mean, I hate to say it this way, but you can literally wake up and decide that you're a coach, which is both beautiful Right. And can be problematic for some people who don't understand the importance of and the sacredness of being a coach. It is uh, it is a big deal and it is an awesome way to show up in the world and um, being able to help people in a different way. But I think one of the other differences I really want to highlight is that. Um, therapists are held to a very high standard. And so we have a code of ethics. And so I can't just do what I want. I can't diagnose what I want. I'm regulated. You know, there's, I need, I have to maintain licensure. I have to have continuing education credits in order to stay current with how to treat certain disorders. So that's the other piece that I wanted to kind of highlight is that there's a lot of oversight, you know? So Mm -hmm. I let my coaching clients know that you don't have to worry about me doing anything unethical ever. You don't have to worry about that. You know, just because I'm not your therapist doesn't mean that I'm not held to a higher standard in general, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So with your coaching clients and like your social media content specifically, you talk a ton about mindset, obviously, like that's one of your biggest things. You call yourself a mindset coach and one of your sayings in your new Facebook (laughs) group is reset your mindset, slay your fear giants and make bank in your business today. So can you explain how those things go hand in hand? Like how are mindset, fear and like your career success, whether you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur or not, like why are those so intricately related? Yeah. So in order to um, slay your fear giants, you first have to reset your mindset. So you need to um, have a massive mindset reset. I think that a lot of people, we want to jump past that and go Mm. to slay your fear giants and make bank in your business. So that could look like, you know, if you want to sell, DMing people, you know, DMing potential leads, being all up in the DMs, which all of that is great, like revenue producing activities, but it's going to be really hard for that to be sustainable if your mindset is trash. That's one of my favorite sayings. If your mindset is garbage, (laughs) you're going to have a garbage ass business. Like you're going to be full of self-doubt. You're going to be full of jealousy and envy of other competitors or other people who aren't even competitors, but you're paranoid. Um, there's and a lot honestly, of- it's exhausting. Like Man. every single step of the way, you are just doubting yourself. And like, not all of my listeners are entrepreneurs for sure. And so this applies to everyone. Like, yeah, if you are constantly doubting yourself and your abilities and like your dreams, every single step you take is a battle. Instead yeah. of like being following your passion and following your dreams should like feel yes there's fear but it should be like exciting more than anything and so absolutely I I think like you cannot skip that step you can't but a lot of people want to um Mm -hmm. there's that quote people want to romanticize the plan but they dread the execution so you know so I think you know jumping straight to slaying your fear giants that's like romanticizing still if you haven't reset your mindset so I truly believe that things have to go in that order in order to be successful um you can 
hire a business coach, strategy coach, marketing coach, but none of that matters if your mindset issues are in the trash. So yeah, I'm all about we you know female entrepreneurs and you know career focused women as well. I think I've started to branch out just a little bit with my coaching and working with non um, entrepreneurial minded individuals, which is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And um, it's still the same thing, you know, make bank in your life, you know, whatever it is yeah. that you want to do. If your mindset is trashed, then it's going to be really hard to accomplish those things on your to-do list. So, right. Like no matter what the abundance looks like, yeah. it has to stem from like the right mindset. So absolutely. what would you say are the like top mindset kind of pain points or weaknesses that you see with your clients lately? Oh my God. Ooh, this is a good one. Um, difficulty speaking up for themselves, advocating for their prices, lowering their prices because no one's buying, worrying yeah. about what others think, um, self-confidence with selling, worrying about money, worrying about their business's future, whether it's going to go under, um, worrying that they're going to get in trouble for something that they're doing, um, feeling lonely, comparison trap, not networking with other you know, um, women in their same space or people in their same space. Um, being hard on themselves, imposter syndrome, um, self-esteem issues, sadness, depression, not speaking confidently about their businesses to their family. So they have Mm. a lot of like unsolicited advice, um, lack of support. There's like a laundry list. (laughs) Clearly. There's a couple. There's a couple in there. Uh, And that's so relatable. Like it's just, it's so interesting that we all struggle with the same things and it can manifest like kind of differently, maybe person to person, but it's always rooted in the same stuff, like not being confident in what you're offering, not being super sure in like the value that you're providing as Mm -hmm. a person or in your business, like not having firm boundaries. So you're not really protecting yourself. You're not standing up for yourself. Like that's just universal for women, I think. Absolutely. I think so. And I think that's been the beautiful thing is just being surprised sometimes at the people that want to work with me. (laughs) And Mm. I don't know why, because I know we're all the same, right? In theory. But then it's like, you know, somebody reaches out or they fill out the application and I'm like, oh, I know you. Like this is, I mean, this is super dope that you trust me and you want to work with me. But I think it's like that, wow, we are really all the same, you know? Just when you think someone else has their shit together. Yes. Yes. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love the way you said that. That's true. That's exactly what it is. Like, oh, okay. Like, we're all we're all on the same level here, you know, mm-hmm. and we all are trying to figure it out the best way we can. So that's the part I think about my coaching business that's been super dope. Yeah, yeah. And one thing that you do um, that I'm super curious about is you do a mindset reset intensive. So like, what does that look like? And um, how does that feel to the people that go through it? Yeah. So the Mindset Reset Intensive right now, that's my signature service. Um, And it's like one of the only ways to work with me at this point, but that's going to change in a few months or in a month or two, I'm going to be launching a few exciting things. So the Mindset Reset Intensive is a, um, it's one session and that's where we dig deep into your fears, your negative beliefs, um, imposter syndrome, um, things that are coming up, your worries, lack of confidence. We dive into those things and we dissect them and you walk away with tools, resources, um, suggestions um, of how to to be able to conquer those things when they come up in order to make the money in your business you were meant to make. So the mm. whole purpose of that session is to help to stop you from playing small. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of the times the women that sign up for the session, they're experiencing a lot of self-doubt. You know, Maybe they're managing a bunch of people and it's really difficult to manage a lot of personalities. And so you tend to doubt the way that you are running your business, right? So I mm-hmm. have like CEOs that have worked with me and that's been super dope. And so um, the whole purpose is to identify what those blocks are. And for non-entrepreneurs, it's the same thing. What are those blocks that's causing for you to play small and stay quiet um, and it's not a lot and you know what what's not allowing for you to show up in your in your business or in your life the way that you desire and so you mm-hmm. walk away with <clears throat> tangible tools and steps that you need in order to get to the point that you want to get to in your business and in your life and um i think people um i've never i've never had a bad review i think everybody if anything at the end they're overwhelmed in a good way like holy shit mm. like we covered so much stuff um yeah. And I think the whole goal is to empower women, 
right? Empower yeah. them and not just inspire. I'm here to inspire, but I'm also here to have a business and to, you know, impart to you the wisdom that I've learned, you know, with my eight years of right. being a mental health therapist. So that's what you get to benefit from. Right. So, and with mindset, it can be difficult having like those actionable takeaways and like tangible steps 100%. afterwards. So I think that's awesome. But I'm curious because you've worked with so many different types of people, like men, women, young, old, yeah. different social classes, like all sorts yeah. of things. So um, do you find that the the struggle of really not being able to break through playing small and like doubting yourself, do you find that a lot more common among women versus men? Hmm. I think with women, um, and I can only speak from my experience in private practice and in my coaching, I think with, I think we, we both struggle with it the same. I mm. honestly believe that. Um, I haven't worked with one man um, in my therapy practice that that's not shown up. It just shows up and manifests itself in a different way. And so okay. I think the vulnerability piece um, I've noticed with the men that I've worked with, it's definitely been a lot difficult, a lot more difficult for them to Got open it. up and to be vulnerable about that. But I, I think we're all the same. I haven't seen that. Do I think that with women, it just manifests itself maybe a little bit more obviously at times? Sure. You know, I think it shows up in a lot of different ways, but I think it's the same for men. You just need to know what to, what to look for. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense just mm -hmm. because, I mean, you always hear about like socially, we've just been conditioned to, you know, be seen and not heard and be yeah. a good girl and, you know, do all these things and not take up too much space or not be too loud. And so um, I think it makes sense that it would manifest a lot more obviously where women are just you know, yeah. hesitant to take up space and like be powerful and all of that. But the vulnerability piece for men, like that totally mm -hmm. makes sense too. Like that's, sure. all, that's just a different way of showing yeah. up and yes. playing big. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I don't notice a huge difference just in the way that it comes across. Okay. I think. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's very, it it's sense. fascinating. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, it's future Marie. And I have to interrupt because I'm so glad that Topsy is shedding light on this. I see it every single day, guys. Women are playing too dang small and not standing up for what they truly want in life. And I've been there, but I am here to remind you that we get to have it all. Let me say that again. We get to have it all. We can have all of the happiness, confidence, success, and abundance that we desire as long as we are willing to be brave enough to go after it. In order to have it all, we have to do the work, and that includes transforming our lifestyle and our mindset to support the future that we want. It's not just going to magically appear, and that means moving and nourishing our bodies and upgrading our mindsets so that we can shine. I fully believe that women are just powerful beyond measure, but we can't tap into that when we're not taking care of ourselves or when we're consumed by self-doubt and insecurity. Maybe you can relate. That's exactly why I created my group mentorship program, the Move Nourish Shine Collective, where we spend eight weeks together creating a healthy lifestyle, refining and reaching your goals, building a strong, confident mindset, and growing an incredible community of like-minded women who all want to tap into their full potential just like you. It's truly a one-of-a-kind program, and I'm so excited to be opening the doors for our fall collective as of today, August 20th. You definitely want to apply ASAP on MoveNourishShine.com because you can get first dibs on the spot and some amazing bonuses, including one-on-one -on -one calls with me and early access to our community. Again, that's MoveNourishShine.com, which will also be linked in the show description. And now we can get back to the episode. Yeah. Okay. So we have our listeners who are going after like big audacious goals, whether they're a corporate badass, a student, a entrepreneur, whatever it is. And we've already established that no matter what, we will inevitably be met with resistance and obstacles if we have a big goal and if we're like dreaming big, scary dreams. And one quote that you posted recently was that not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path, which I think is so perfect. Like mm -hmm. I'm such a big quote person. And when I find a <laughs> quote that resonates with me, I'm just, you know, it just hits you different. Me too. So, 
Yeah. And you post so many quotes on your Instagram story. And every time I'm like, can I reply to this one too? Like how many of Topsy's stories can I reply to in a day before I'm annoying? Um, <laughs> no girl, blow me up. You know, I have so many hype women in my DMs where it's like hilarious. Cause I do the same thing. You know, I yeah. truly believe that if we're not following people, I think I posted a quote about this. Mm-hmm. Like I think, um, Kara, um, Kara Alwell, um, Liba, um, uh, she posted this on her, on her, I think on her feed yesterday. And I was like, hell yes. She yeah, said, yeah. like, if you're not saying like, yes, girl, to every single um, post on your feed, then why are you following them? You know, yes. like, what is the point? Like, the whole point of being on this platform is to connect. And so if you're not connecting, if you're not digging what they're, what they're putting down, what's the point? So yes, girl, blow me up anytime. Yeah, I yeah. love it so much because I do it. I do the same thing to other people. Yeah. I think I do it to you. You probably get so many praise hands like all the time. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like it never gets old. So, okay. Back to that quote though. Not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. Like, I think that's so perfect. And I think that perspective and attitude are so important in business and in life in general. So can you talk a little bit about that specific mindset shift of like opportunity versus obstacle? Yeah, I think that um, this is what holds people back a lot. I think they look at certain things as like weaknesses. um, Mm -hmm. And so they allow for it to hold them back. Like um, I've had a past past mindset reset reset client they were struggling with feeling like okay when they start to when they start to worry a lot they become paralyzed by fear Um, and so they just feel like they can't do anything but when we dug in deeper we realized that it's not that they can't do anything it's just that they didn't think that what they could do was enough Mm. And I feel like that that hap- that has to happen, and I've heard it from other past clients. That happens a lot, where you think that this is there's nothing that this is teaching me. I'm just failing. When really, it's just you know what you just need to take a minute for yourself. Maybe this is what's good enough for you right now. This is enough. I think that there's a lot of messaging we get, and I'm all about the grind. I am all about the grind. I'm all about the hustle. But I also think that there's a lot of room for grace. There's a lot of room for just like play and just being in a different zone and just being Mm -hmm. happy and not pressured. And I think that it can be really hard to see those obstacles as, you know, this is, this is good for me, you know? And I think the reframe is just so important. Like, what is this teaching me? How can Mm -hmm. this help me move forward in my business? You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a victim mindset versus growth mindset. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. 100%. Because I think it goes back to that belief of do you believe that things are working for you or against you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is, is the universe working in your favor? And like, I yes. choose to believe that I live in like a friendly universe where things are working out for me. Like things are yes. happening for me, not to me. Yeah. And like, maybe I can't see it right now. And sometimes you're like, damn this, like, I just really cannot see how this could possibly be a good thing. But apparently it is. And like, exactly. I'm just going to have to wait it out. And yes. that can be such a test, but it is. I think like there's never been a time where that hasn't been true in my life. Like- 100 I agree. The same for me. The same for me. So I think that it's important for people to find what their belief is going to be. You know, what mm-hmm. are you going to choose to believe? Because it, that is a choice. Yeah. You get to choose that. It, it is a choice, but I think even the most solid mindsets can oh, sometimes for sure. you know, when that storm oh, comes yeah. the all downward spiral. Like I, I definitely yeah. have the time or two. Oh, so. absolutely. <laughs> I think that that's normal. You know, I think that those reactions, I, in fact, I kind of think it's weird when people don't experience any type of resistance, right? Mm-hmm. To like bouncing back to that belief system that they know is true. I think we're right. all human and we're all just trying to figure it out. I just think that having a good foundation can help you not feel so lost when every, when the storm and everything just kind mm. of calms down, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I always say that about confidence too, is like being a confident person doesn't mean that you like never doubt yourself or never like have bad body image days or whatever. It means that you like are able to identify and recognize and then like come back stronger rather than just like let it beat you down. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So what are a couple like quick action steps that our listeners can take if they find themselves in a downward spiral? Like what are some like pattern interrupts or ways that they can get back to a good headspace sooner than before? 
Yeah, I definitely think um, interrupting your thought patterns are important. Um, and so being able to go and do something else that it kind of it helps to rewire your brain. And mm. it sends that message like, hey, that you're not going to rule my life. This thought is not going to ruin my day. I still have the opportunity to do hard things. I can go and run and maybe have this in the, you know, the back corner of my mind, but I can experience both at the same time. So in doing that, you're basically showing your brain that I'm not going to keep doing the same old, same old. I'm going to switch it up. This isn't going to ruin what I have going on. You're just not allowed to take the driver's seat. You can be in the passenger seat. And so Mm. I think that that is very important. I think that um, finding evidence for what it is that you believe that is powerful. So um, if you if you are struggling with the belief that you know you actually know what you're talking about in regards to nutrition, then you need to find evidence of the clients that you've helped, or you need to find evidence of times in your life where you were able to um, you know eat healthy or make healthier choices for your body. You need to find that evidence, and if you're having trouble with that, you need to have a family member or friend help you come up with that. Yeah. That's going to be key. Um, There needs to be evidence for what it is that you are believing that's um, actually harming your mindset. Because if you don't have that, you're literally believing a lie. So you need to find evidence for what it is that you're worrying about or what it is that you're feeling insecure about um, and find evidence for why it is that that's not true. Put your thoughts on trial. So Mm, I think that that's important. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think that I like really the put important. your thoughts on trial thing because um, a lot of us take our thoughts at just like face value, you know, like yeah. anything that I think, anything that pops into my head, like that's automatically my truth. But yeah. one of the biggest like mindset shifts that happened in my like early personal development days, I think the first personal development book I've ever read, which I talk about like all the time on the podcast is The Four Agreements. Yeah. And that book woke me up to the fact that like everything is like just perception. Right. And so that like when I realized that I'm not my thoughts and like I'm a separate entity from the things that are like floating around in my head was major. And I think that's like one of the biggest steps that you can take when you're trying to level up. Absolutely. And I think that's where personal development can really help with waking you up to that, right? Mm -hmm. Like for you, that was like super, super pivotal. Um, I've never read the book, but I think it's still education, you know, knowing and having that background and education of how our thoughts we have control over them and we can control how we can manage them. There is ways to cope with it. And I think that that it's it's an empowering thing once you realize that. Um, Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think that those are like the top quick action steps. And then I think the very important one that people kind of don't like to do, but is to tell someone that you're struggling. Um, That helps so much just being able to reach out. A lot of people get into their own heads and they become ashamed. So Mm -hmm. they're ridden with like shame and guilt regarding, you know, how maybe how their day went, maybe they didn't feel like they got enough done and all of that. So I think it could be super powerful to talk to somebody who you know, gets you and who's going to speak life over you, um, you know, and speak into your life. I think that that is that was a game changer for me, I think just surrounding myself with boss ass women who are all ambitious and going after something. I knew reaching out to the person that's not like that it wouldn't be super helpful just because right. my experience, sometimes it can fall flat. You know, it's kind of like, you got mm-hmm. this girl. And it's like, eh, well, <laughs> I do, but. <laughs> no, that's not really helpful. <laughs> so so I, I really don't want like a rah-rah cheerleader. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I think I want someone that like gets it, you know, that's been in the mud, that understands how I'm feeling right now and that can really speak life into me. So I think that communication has like changed my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask you about vulnerability specifically because for strong, independent women who are like ambitious and go-getters, I think sometimes we have this like false notion in our heads that vulnerability and being like a badass can't exist and that like vulnerability means weakness. And there's a lot of conversation about that with men currently too, because like you know, vulnerability and masculinity cannot exist together. And kind of interestingly enough, like a lot of boss women 
are living in their masculine a lot. So I don't know. Interesting parallel is, side sidebar, but like, no, like, it's so good. It's so true though. Yeah, I think that, so, mm-hmm, I think it's what something, do you think about that? Sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, you're fine. What I think about vulnerability is I think that it's a practice. I don't think it's easy, <laughs> especially yeah. with us wanting, you know, I think this is something I don't hear talked a lot, talked about enough, I think in not even just the entrepreneurial industry, just in general, I think that vulnerability, a lot of people see it as like weakness. They see it as they're bothering someone. That's when I hear, Mm -hmm. that's the one I hear a lot. I'm a burden to somebody if I tell them, or I already know this friend is going through this. I don't want to overwhelm her with my stuff. And there's just all these stories that we make up in our minds about why we won't help ourselves. Right. (laughs) You know, and it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it, like you're making up a story so that you can't help yourself. Like, how does this compare? And it doesn't. Um, And so I think that um, I think that it's important to speak about what it is that you're experiencing and to share it with the person that has earned the right to hear it. I think Brene Brown said it best. I think where we go wrong with vulnerability and maybe why a lot of people shut down is that we are sharing our shit with the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just being selective about who you share it with, but knowing that it's a non-negotiable, like you need to be open with people because it will transform your business and your life or just your life and your workspace. I think that that is going to be a major game changer. So not being vulnerable with people who don't deserve it. I think Mm -hmm. that. Cause I think that that's something that even me as a clinician, I I'm in, I'm in, helping fields, you know, in both areas. And so it can be really difficult to say, Oh, like this is what's going through my head today, you know, yeah. because I kind of default to, oh, I can handle it. Oh, I can yeah. handle it. Because, you know, I think that healers really struggle with being vulnerable. Um, so I just think it's important to create those parameters, though, around and that safety net around who who am I being vulnerable to? Because your chances are you're going to be turned off from being vulnerable if the first time you share your stuff with somebody, it just does, it doesn't go well. So right. I just think it's important to choose a set number of people, choose a small group of people, or maybe one person or two people that you know you can share things with and just go with that, you know, for right now and make sure mm-hmm. that they've earned the right to hear your stuff. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I think that's so big. I think that's huge. I even like early on when I first started working with my therapist, I was like, I just had this overwhelming feeling of like not being known, like Mm. that people didn't really know what I was going through or like what was Mm. even in my head because I wasn't sharing it with anyone. Like how could anyone know me if I wasn't like inviting them in and Mm. I wasn't I wasn't sharing because I didn't want to burden people. Like that was my exact word. I was, I said, I don't want to be a burden. Like my whole Mm. life I've had to be strong and I've had to soldier on. And like, if I pause to like unpack stuff and like put it on someone else, then that feels like unfair to them for some reason. And then she goes, Marie, if one of your best friends came to you with a problem and they wanted to talk to you, would you feel like they were a burden? And would you tell them like, Hey, you're actually burdening me with this. Can you not? And I was like, (laughs) no, I would never say that. Like I want to help my friends. And I hope that like they know that they can always come to me. And she's like, so why do you assume that the street only goes one way? Mm. Whoa. You're so (laughs) right. Like it's just one of those things where I didn't follow the belief far enough to, you know, see where it like ended. Right. Yeah. I love that. Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I 100% agree with your therapist. She's such a wise woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's great. And I think everyone like, even if it's not a therapist, like needs someone to talk to um, and someone that's going to just hold space for them. So on that note, like, do you have any recommendations or like ideas for how people can figure out either where to find someone that's going to support them or like how to know if someone in their life is like worthy of their vulnerability. Yeah. So you mean in terms of like being able to um, find a support network? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So if someone currently feels like they don't really have anyone they can go to, like how could they identify someone either already in their life or someone like meet someone that they could. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that um, Facebook groups, 
that's mm-hmm. huge. I think that that's one way, especially if you're a person that's at home a lot. I think going to the search bar in Facebook is going to be your best friend. So typing in the keywords of what it is you're looking for, whether it's stay at home moms, right? Whether it's, um, fitness, you know, whether it's whatever it is, and then look under the groups tab and you're going to find so many options for how to, you're going to find so many options of groups to join. That's going to be according Mm -hmm. to what it is you're interested in. So that would be one suggestion is Facebook groups are really good. I think that looking, going, a lot of people don't talk enough about their local things, but local events are the bomb. Like it's surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, I would say probably like 60% of my um, referrals for my coaching has come from local, mm. which is nuts. And so I think being able to, you know, create a community right where you are. So being able to look at like the chamber of commerce in your local area, looking to see what are the groups that are currently active right now, groups who could join. I think that um, being able to pay attention to the flyers that are in restaurants, I know that sounds really like like weird, but people are always posting stuff that's going on. Yeah. So get out, get out in your community and go to events. We yeah. can't say that we, we don't know anybody if we're not going anywhere. Mm, <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. You know, like people are waiting to meet you. Like people yeah. need you in their life. Like you mm-hmm. have to believe that, that you serve a purpose. You're not just a person that woke up this morning, that you don't matter. If that's not true, you need to get out there and meet those people who are going to be your people. So that means going to that concert that you don't feel like going to, going out yeah. to dinner and introducing yourself to somebody, going to the grocery store and saying hi to someone and complimenting them on something they have on. It doesn't matter. Like I think just finding those ways that you can connect with people, that's going to be the game changer for you. Joining masterminds. If you're a business owner, you know, I think that that's another really good way. And there's a lot of free masterminds that you can join. You don't have to pay money. You know, mm-hmm. if I, if finances are an issue and, you know, you're not going to be able to pay your bills and to join a mastermind, then there's a lot of free ones that you can join. You can literally yeah. Google free masterminds and you will find them, which yeah. essentially they're accountability groups. Sometimes there's local masterminds that are free. You know, I think that there are just like a plethora of options and ways to meet people. If you don't already know people, there's ways. Um, yeah. As far as identifying people in their life um, to go to, I think really looking at what are the commonalities between you and that person, because oftentimes we're not really categorizing our friends the way that we should. Mm. Sometimes we look at our friends as all being, oh my God, every single one of them are so awesome. (laughs) They're so cool. I trust them. And that's probably true, but you need to look at who do you really connect with though? There's always that person who you connect with more on a topic than others or more on certain issues than others. So maybe if you're a work, you know, if we're working from home, you may not be able to relate to your stay at home mom friend about that. So Mm -hmm. how about you look at your friends and see who owns a business? Does anyone else own a business? Um, So looking at those common commonalities and then looking at your trust level with them. How long have you known them? Do you feel like, you know, do you feel like you can trust them with the things that you have to say? Have they ever disappointed you or, you know, talk shit about you behind your back? Like, I think that those are some easier ways to kind of see who, who around you is, you know, trustworthy and who can you trust with your stuff and with the heart stuff? Cause heart stuff is hard. It's already mm-hmm. hard to talk about. So don't make it harder on yourself by just telling people who don't deserve to hear it, you know? Yeah. Um, Um, so I think, and then of course, just like, you know, um, kind of assessing how deep the friendship is. Some friendships are not that deep. I mean, (laughs) some friendships, you just like to go to the bar with them, go catch a drink with them, just go out to dinner and then you don't talk. I mean, there's just some friendships that, you know, there's just not a whole lot of effort put in there. And if there isn't Mm -hmm. really effort, then maybe that isn't the person that you want to be sharing your stuff with. Cause you know, that's just, you need to be able to share it with somebody who right now is super consistent or who wouldn't have an issue being super consistent at this point in your life. I think it's just important to just be mindful about that. Yeah. And I think being really honest with yourself of like, even who, like who deserves your energy period, like not even just your vulnerability. I don't know. Personally, I think everyone talks about like, Oh, boundaries are so hard. But for me, like boundaries come (laughs) almost too easily to where I'm like, (laughs) I like, pass no thanks like I just you know what I mean like I, I just it. I'll I'll break up with a friend I will like say no to plans <laughs> and I like I just think that it's so important to be 
protective of your energy and your headspace. And like, if someone isn't trustworthy or they're not someone that you like feel better after spending time with, then why are they in your life? You know? Exactly. I like to use the word just dead them. Like, just dead them. <laughs> like, <they're- laughs> yeah. like, like literally, you know, I, I definitely agree. I think that it's important to just be selective yeah. about, you know, who you spend your time and your energy with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so I want to circle back because we were kind of talking about if you, like, if you want connections, like, you're going to have to do something about it. Like you're going to have to put the work in. And that kind of takes us back to the quote of like people romanticize their plans, but they dread the execution. And then the the last part of that quote is like the magic you're looking for is in the work that you're avoiding. So I think you say, right, that dreams are great, but execution gives them legs. <laughs> so what does that mean? Yes. Yeah, I think that a lot of us, a lot of us sometimes we have a lot of great ideas. In mm-hmm. fact, we have ideas for days. Yep. I know that as an Enneagram, I don't know how many of you guys have taken the Enneagram, but if you haven't, please take it because that was one of the things I bonded with Marie over. Yeah, um, she guessed me right away. <laughs> And Marie is an Enneagram three and I am a seven and sevens are super extroverted, bubbly. Um, I definitely have FOMO. Sometimes I sign up for things just to not have FOMO and it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, like if my husband's eating like a burger and I don't have a burger, I'll go make a burger because I don't want to miss out on the goodness. Like his burger looks so good. I want it. So I think that anyways, yeah, personally, but you know, <laughs> okay, something weird about me. I hate eating after people. Oh. Like I think it's vile. Yeah, like I don't like sharing like a sandwich with people because I just think about like saliva and oh my like, germs. I mean, <laughs> do you kiss your husband? Like, I, I mean, well, yeah, I do that, but it's so dumb, right? Like the things that we <laughs> just like separate in our mind, but like sharing food, like it makes me want to like vomit. It's okay. so weird. I'll never ask to share. <laughs> I'll file that away because I'm like a I'm a plate picker offer. Oh, like, oh can I have a fry? Yeah. And sometimes I don't mind it. Like that part I don't mind. But if it's sharing off of the same sandwich, yeah. it's like That's no, I'll just different. buy you. I'll just buy I'll buy you your own sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, boundaries, right? But um going back to um, you know, romanticizing their plans but dreading the execution. A lot of us, so sevens, an Enneagram seven, you know, I'm somebody that I I can have, I have creative ideas for days, but I literally, there was a point in time where I struggled with like putting anything into motion because Mm -hmm. it was like, well, my idea is so great. Like, why can't it just do it by itself? You know? Um, But if you don't ever bring your, you know, bring your ideas to life, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's great to have dreams and dreams are wonderful. They're great motivators, but I think it's more about, okay, but anybody can have a dream. What do you want to do with it? Yeah. Do you want to just be that person that said, I wish I would have, or do you want to be a person that does it? And what's going to help you be the person that does it? Do you need to hire a coach? Is that what you need? Do you need to like work through past traumas, you know, and hire a therapist? Is that what you need? What is going to be what do you need to like talk to your doctor about some of the health issues you're having? Do you yeah. need to like work on your fitness? You know, do you need to work on your nutrition? What is it that's missing? that's causing that disconnect, right? You know, are you getting analysis paralysis? Like what is going on? Because there's something there that's stopping you from executing. Oftentimes it's a lot deeper than what we think. I was going to say, I think like, I feel like a lot of people just let themselves off the hook by like, oh, I'm lazy or I'm not smart enough or I don't have time, but really there's like a deeper issue. Yes, there's a deeper issue. And I think a lot of the time is that belief of it probably won't work out anyway. So why Mm. bother? Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's the story I've heard come up a lot. Yeah, like, it probably won't work out for me anyway. But I think that's one of those situations where it's like, you're going to find evidence for whatever you you want to believe. Like if you want to believe that it's going to work for you, then you will find people who are examples of that, who have done what you want to do or who have risen above their circumstances similar to yours or whatever. Like there's evidence of so much in the world, like so many miracles and crazy accomplishments that it's like, Mm -hmm. you have to get into that. Why not me mindset? Yes. 
because it is why not you, Mm -hmm. you know, it is why not you. That person is not any more capable than you. Beyonce is not any more capable than you of getting stuff done. You know, like, honestly, (laughs) are you in the Bay Hive? I love her. Yeah. I love her. Oh my God. I'm so not. I'm so not. I think she's so talented though. I mean, I mean, I'm not insane. Like I, I mean, no, no shade to anyone, but right, right, right. Um, like, no, I'm not obsessed with her. Like, I watch her not Netflix documentary, and I like have mad respect for her. But I'm oh, not for sure. I'm not like a fan girl necessarily. Oh yeah. yeah, I figured threes aren't typically like that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we're all just people. Beyonce poops. Yes, we all poop. Just- you know, we all poop. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, I think it's more so about just not believing that it will happen for you. Yeah. So I think, and if that's something, if that's you, no matter what it is, whether it's like starting a blog, you know, anything, I think it's something that you definitely need to dig in and, and work, you know, and, you know, work on because people that would definitely appreciate it and it would transform their lives. They're not able to access it because you won't put it into the world. Mm. So it's your responsibility to make sure that that comes to life. That's really good sound advice. Like get outside yourself and think about how like you not showing up is, is doing a disservice to the world. Like it's not just about you. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're making it about you, boo boo. And it ain't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also the patience thing. Like we live in an Amazon prime world. People expect like instant gratification. The second they think of this dream or like start, you know, making their master plan, like if they don't instantly get traction and like have evidence that it's going to work out, they just give up. But like the whole point is there's beauty in the journey. Right. And like exactly the grind is a huge part of it. It's not like the destination necessarily. Exactly. Well, and you know, this is just really good for those of you. When I started like selling my mindset reset intensive sessions, which was just this year, you know, and I was selling out, I remember when I was telling people that I was a coach, they were just like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> like, mm. like, oh, that's cute. And I'm like, all right, I'm just yeah. going to show them. I'm just going to yeah. show them. And, you know, and now those same people are like, oh my God, can you speak at this event? You yeah. know what I mean? And so things come full circle. You just need to be patient. Mm-hmm. And I remember you got a lot of um, like pushback when you're like, I'm a mindset coach. Like people say like, oh, you can't, you can't sell mindset and like mindset isn't oh my gosh. blah, blah, blah. And like, you're like, okay, I'll watch show you. Me. Like you can watch yeah. me do it and then I'll change your mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know. And I think that that, yeah, that's definitely a story that yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> you can literally do whatever it is you want to do. Mm. You know, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do something. Yeah. And if you're rocking with people who tell you you can't do something, dead them. Dead them. Like, they're <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this is so fun. They're, they're dead to you. Yes, they're yeah. dead. Yeah. All right. I think we just did like we covered so much ground just now, but there is one last question because this is a grind and be grateful podcast. We've got to know what is one thing you are currently grinding toward and what is one thing that you are hugely grateful for? Yeah, um, I am grinding toward being able to retire my husband um, from his medical practice. He's a family practice. He's a family um, practice doctor. So that's something I'm grinding towards. And the way I'm going to do that is by launching products and launching more services. So you guys watch out for that. And what I am grateful for, I'm grateful for the ability and the financial ability to be able to travel. Um, mm. I'm going to be going to a lot of live events coming up soon. Um, and I just feel very fortunate to be able to travel as much as I do because yeah. that is a blessing and not everybody is able to have that. Mm-hmm. Travel is so beautiful and teaches it you. It's, it's it's obviously really fun, but I think it just also teaches you so much and makes you a better human. It does. It does. Thank you so much for having me, Marie. Yes. Thank you, Topsy. This was such a great conversation. And I'm sure that everyone who has just listened is equally as obsessed with you as I am. So where can they find you? Where can they hire you? Just, uh, yeah, pimp yourself out. Yeah. I'm going to pimp myself out, girl. So you can find me. I'm hanging out on the Instagrams. I'm always on my stories, acting a fool, providing mini tradings, providing new value, good quotes, inspiring, um, selling my services um, at Topsy Vandenbosch. Um, T as in Tom, O-P-S-I-E, Vandenbosch. Vandenbosch, V-A-N-D-E-N-B-O-S-C-H. And um, same name on Facebook. And join my Facebook group, um, 
Reset Your Mindset, Slay Your Fear Giants, Make Bank in Your Business. And then my website, um, if you want to hire me, work with me, there's the application um, on my website, topsyvandenbosch.com. Um, holla at your girl. Amazing. And let me know that you came to me through Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Yes, guys, go show Topsy some love. We are so grateful for her time and her wisdom today. And be sure to screenshot this and post this up on your Instagram story so that we can say thank you in return. Um, super grateful for you guys tuning in and super grateful for you, Topsy. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it. And please leave the show or review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. It would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women to become their very best selves and create more content that you're going to love. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind and be grateful, my friends.